0: Parkview on the go. My name is Dan and I'm the online pastor here. We're really glad to have you hanging out with us again today on the podcast. As we get rolling, I just have a few things to share with you. First, in-person prayer gatherings at our physical locations are now underway and it's been so great to welcome many of you back to one of our campuses in the Chicagoland area. If you want to be part of one of those gatherings, just visit parkviewchurch.com slash prayer gatherings to learn more, find out how you can RSVP. Remember though, even if you don't live near one of our campuses or maybe you're just not quite ready for that stuff yet, it's okay. Our online experiences and these podcasts are just going to keep right on going and we're excited to keep connecting with you. Just remember that taking a next step is actually what's the most important. I mean, you can listen to this podcast or watch online every single week, but if you never experience movement in your relationship with Jesus then things are gonna to start to feel really stagnant for you. And we wanna help you find ways to keep your faith growing. So if you wanna learn more about how to take a next step and grow in your relationship with God, just visit parkviewchurch.com next steps, or you can always just shoot us an email anytime at online at parkviewchurch.com. We also wanna take just a really quick moment and say a very sincere thank you for your generosity. Your continued faithfulness is helping the mission of Jesus move forward. And if you've never taken that step of faith and you want to learn more about supporting what God is doing at Parkview, then just log on to parkviewchurch.com give. Beyond that, it's been incredible to see the ways that you all are serving your community and the way that Parkview has also been able to come alongside some of our local ministry partners right now. Thank you for helping us find tangible ways to be the healing in our communities because they desperately need it right now and then keep it up Parkview. You are absolutely amazing. Well, welcome again to Parkview on the go. Enjoy the rest of today's experience, everyone.
1: Hey, welcome everybody. Glad you got a chance to hear from Pastor Chad, Pastor Montel the last couple of weeks and you might have thought maybe I wasn't going to be here because I usually am not in July but this is important. There's a lot of crazy stuff going on and I don't know how you've been handling this shelter in place stuff and you know, homeschool teaching. Um, if you did it, uh, I, I don't know what it's like wherever you are, but I just got to start with this video because um, we need we need to laugh. My grandma was a piano teacher. My sister was a music teacher in Dallas. My son-in-law's sister is a music teacher. We've all had music in our family. Uh, it's all been a part of us. So whether you appreciate it or not, this is a music teacher who wrote a song uh, about COVID-19, and uh, put it on her TikTok. And this is the, the this is a, a news station where the the lady really set it up well to the rest of the people. Just just watch, you'll get it. All right, as much of the world continues on in isolation, people working from home, they're trying to figure out things to do with their family, uh, things to figure out how to pass the time. Yeah. Lindsay Kels, a lot of teachers have been going online and coaches trying to, trying to help out their students and, and their athletes. Um, this one teacher in particular, music teacher, I thought was phenomenal. Not only did she pick up an instrument and decide to help out her student and spread some joy, but she wrote a song and as inspiration, she was going to share what she's been going through and how it makes her feel sure. while she is in isolation. Have a look.
0: So as some of you guys might know, I'm a music teacher and I found that one of the best ways that I can process the whole transition to online learning and teaching is to write a song. So I wrote a song. I'd like to share that with you guys now. Here we go.
1: Spend. We want to scream <laughs> because we're full of questions right and then we get answers but then they change and then the questions change and then the answers change some more uh, like like this one when are we gathering back together in our church buildings uh, I mean we never closed the church we've been you know a, a church online every weekend and God is using it in incredible ways and we have opened the church building for prayer services and and we're doing some things back in 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 the building but but when you say when are we gathering back in the building to do worship services listen i i get it okay nobody gets it more than me i miss being together more than you do okay i want to party like it's 1999 i want to go back like it was okay so when i was a kid i was taught this really cool hand motion it wasn't scripture it was actually very non-biblical now that i think about it but it was Christian teaching that grandmas would do with their grandkids. And, and I'll just see if you know it. OK, see if, if this makes sense to you. It goes something like this. Here is the church. Here is the steeple open the doors and there's all the people, right? So here's the 2020 version, okay? We, we gotta do it this way. Here's the church, here's the steeple, open the doors, where is everybody? This church doesn't even have a steeple. That guy's not wearing a mask.
0: <laughs>
1: I wanna give you one verse that has never mattered more, I think, than it does right now. Um, and and. You can just say this along with me, okay? Honor one another above yourselves. Honor one another above yourselves. Romans 12, 8. This world is a quagmire right now. Um, I can't believe I lost my master bedroom. (laughs) I don't have any idea where I'm going to sleep now. But as soon as I bring that verse up, your reaction is probably... No, I don't want to be about other people. Other people are dumb. I have my preferences and my opinions and my perspective. And I think everybody ought to share my view. In fact, I'm convinced my opinion came from God. I think my opinion is scriptural. And hey, I get it. I'm the same way. But here's another scripture that applies to the same thing. It's from Ephesians chapter 4, where Paul says, who is over all and through all. Guys, have you been reading scripture during this big world reset time? Do you remember that being a Christian (laughs) is about that stuff? Can, can, Can I read it again? Okay. As a prisoner for the Lord, I urge you to live a life worthy of the calling you have received. Now listen, here's the calling. Be humble and gentle, be patient, Bearing with one another in love. Make every effort to keep the unity of the spirit through the bond of peace. Because there's one body and one spirit and one hope. We were called to one Lord. There is one faith, one baptism, and one God, the father of all. You have a calling on your life. You've been called up to something bigger. You have been called up, you and I have been called up to the kingdom of God. We have been called up to unity in the kingdom of God. And that calling is worthy of the name of Jesus. So listen, when you walk with Jesus, and maybe you're not, we're glad that you're here, but, but when you walk with Jesus, it should shape how you treat other people. It shapes how you manage differences of opinion. It shapes how you handle social media. It shapes how you travel through this COVID crisis and how we go through these next stages together of coming back together. And we all have opinions about this, but you've been called to the kingdom team, to Jesus team and and to unity on that team. So honor one another above yourselves. Let me try to give you a picture of this Um, And I stole this from my friend, Pastor Kevin Myers in Georgia, uh, how this whole thing works with where everybody's at right now. Okay, Uh, we've got the traffic light. Let's just go with this right now. Okay, Uh, let's do a little test. When you see the green light, what does that mean for you? Green means go. That's what I yell at the person in front of me when they're still checking their phone at the stoplight and it turns green. Um, The the yellow light, what what does that mean? Well, that depends on your uh, personality, doesn't it? Does it mean yield caution or does it mean go faster? Does it mean that if you're turning left, you can go ahead and go into the intersection because there's some unwritten law in Chicago that three cars are allowed to turn left even after the light turns red if they're already in the intersection? It took me years to understand that back in the day. People would be honking at me for stopping in the turn lane when the light turned red. I was so confused, but now I get it. I'm a Chicagoan, okay? And then red, what, what is that? Okay. Of course, red means stop, or at least check for a red light camera before you run it. That's this is it, right? This is all good. Okay, but some people drive differently than us, and that's annoying, isn't it? You know what I mean? I mean, I'll own it. I've already owned it. I, I, I talk to people. Do any of you do this? You talk to people in your car when you're driving, even though they can't hear you. I have I, always loved to entertain my family with this. They love it when I do this. You can ask them. It, it, like, for example, if someone's trying to get around me, what do you say? Where's the fire? Yes, thank you, ma'am, you're, you're exactly right. Where's the fire? Someone expects me to guess which way they're turning because they're not using their blinker. I say, sorry, I'm not a mind reader. You see this little handle here? It's for your blinkers. If somebody's driving slow in the, in the left lane, I'm gonna go spider monkey on you, Chip. I mean, uh, this is, this is what I do, okay? I, I, I don't, I don't appreciate other people's values when they drive because everybody ought to be like me. Which, again, is always very entertaining to my wife and the people in my car. But those people can't really hear hear me. So I'm not really dishonoring them when I yell at them because they can't hear me. Right. I don't know. Maybe I have a problem. I'm just saying. Okay. so there are different three different groups for how people see COVID-19. For some, their light is red. For some, their light is yellow. For some, their light is green. Okay, you understand? For some, it's red. Maybe they're cautious people. Maybe they have medical issues. Maybe they're older, whatever. For some, their light is green. They say this is no different than the flu. It's been politicized. They think the economy is worth the risk. Okay, whatever. And a whole bunch of people are in the middle, and their light is yellow. And they're comfortable with their friends and their family, but not necessarily in public places yet. So how do we handle this? Well, we make every effort to keep the unity of the Spirit through the bond of peace. Because the evil one wants us, he wants to destroy what God is wanting to build during this COVID season. And I believe that God wants to build during this COVID season. We have to honor one another above ourselves. Whatever it is, wherever you are on this thing, we have to get the conversation going. And the conversation is not to run around and tell everybody, oh, I'm red, I'm red, or I'm yellow, I'm green, or whatever, and give them your reasoning. Unity happens when we get out of our shoes and we step into the shoes of somebody else and have a conversation. So here's the regathering information as much as I can give it to you right now. Okay, Um, we have been working, uh, I've been working with a lot of area churches in Chicago and we've been working with the governor on a regathering plan because we want to try to do the right thing uh, as it. Up- pertains to the state of Illinois and, and working with the doctors and the nurses and the people that are working on this. And please don't tell me this is a freedom of speech and a freedom of religion issue because it's not. I've said this before. We're also not going to baseball games or concerts or any of those things. I don't believe that it's about that. I believe it's about trying to find the right thing to do. And we've been working with the governor and the churches of Chicago had decided that we were going to wait for school to Start up and see how that whole thing worked, and then we were going to come back together. So we were targeting a date of September 13th, the weekend after Labor Day. Over the last few weeks, I got to tell you, I don't know if that's still going to happen. I mean, if you haven't been paying attention, the states that have opened are closing back down again and the virus seems to still be swirling around. And so we really don't know what's going to happen. There are some churches that are just saying we're going to wait until the first of the year. There are some churches that are big churches that are saying we may wait farther than that. There's no way I can tell you one thing or another right now. What we are doing is we are still being the church. We never stopped being the church. And I see this as an opportunity like we saw in the book of Acts when the church went through persecution and was blown out into the world. This is an opportunity for us to be the church and for us to go out and be the the church in our homes and gather people together as much as we can and have watch parties and do this thing all together and and not, not try to get everybody else to believe your opinion and not try to be disrespectful to anybody else because we're supposed to honor one another above ourselves. And there are two real troubling things about what's going on right now and it's singing and kids. And <laughs> I mean if we can't sing and we can't have kids, it's I mean worship and and children's ministry are two of the pillar things for us. So we're trying to we're trying to walk through this and, and you, can, you can, you know, look at me and say, oh, you're being dumb. This is just this is just um, I don't I don't I, I get that. OK, I, I really I understand that everybody has different opinions. And trust me, the elders of the church and, and, the, and the staff, we're listening and we're trying to figure out what this looks like. And we're trying to make the right decisions based on the fact that we know we have all of you all over the place. OK. Most importantly, uh, we want the, the church of Jesus Christ to not be a hindrance to people right now. And I believe if we hurried back to have full worship services, that's, that would be what would happen. So we're going to continue to do things in the building. We're going to continue to do creative things with worship. And we're going to continue to be on, an online presence. And we can hope and pray for a vaccine soon. And we can hope and pray for this thing to dive down enough where we can gather together. Uh, but, but, but our heart is for the people on the outside. Don't ever miss that. So we're going to be responsible. Let me go back to scripture. Be completely humble and gentle. Be patient, bearing with one another in love. Be humble. It means you don't know it all. Okay. Oh oh no, PT. I read this thing on the internet. I heard this expert. There is a right. No, no, there isn't. We have medical professionals whose light is red, medical professionals whose yellow, and some who are green. We have facts and statistics to back up every one of this. And there's too much that we just don't know. And it changes every day. So we have to be, I have to be humble, and I have to be gentle, and I have to treat other people with respect. You want to be patient like God is being patient with you. You want to bear with one another in love. Why do we have to bear with Why did he write that? Well, it's because some people are a bear, okay? You just got to deal with it. But look at the last of that scripture. There is one spirit, just as you were called to one hope, when you were called one Lord, to one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father who is over all and through all. Listen, God is not joining your opinion. You are joining his Jesus' brother James said it this way, everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slower to become angry. And we have to take the same approach to the other issue of our day, okay? The racial issue of our day. Now turn me off, just be humble and listen. And let me tell you about me and my journey. The question that I've been facing uh, over this summer is how much of my ignorance was there And how much of my ignorance was unintentional and how much may have been motivated by the fact that I really didn't have any interest in learning. As a white male, I can live quite comfortably in our current culture with no penalty for any ignorance about the realities that are faced by people of color in our culture. And it has been easy for me to conclude that if I don't see it, then it might not exist. And some of you have written me exactly that, okay? I have not been alone in that. For many white people, uh, just not being called a racist is bigger concern than actually learning where racism exists, including in our own hearts. And I've been under the conviction of the Holy Spirit that I could not with integrity lead a church to embrace God's multi-ethnic dream unless I'm willing to humble myself and learn truths that I had not been taught. And that means I have to do a much better job of listening to those whose voices have been muted. And the last few weeks, the button has been unmuted. This idea that racism is only personal and intentional is a false narrative. Less than thinking has produced unjust societal structures that are hard to see if you never had to deal with them. I have done a ton of reading and learning on this. And the truth is the biggest damage that was done was done a hundred in the hundred years in between the emancipation proclamation and the civil rights movement. The Jim Crow laws came right down from the actions or inactions of the Supreme Court in, in that day. And I had no idea. And I'm not saying that every problem that a person of color experiences is due to racism. And I'm not dismissing the importance of personal responsibility. And I'm not saying that many white people haven't had very hard, very, very hard lives. And I'm certainly not blaming it on the police. Please hear me. Many are trying to do that and I'm not doing that. And we are praying for all of our law enforcement folks right now because their voice has been muted. It is a thankless situation for them. It's something they never signed up. They signed up to wear a badge as a a source of honor, not dishonor. It was supposed to be an honor one another thing means that we honor the ones who are hurting the most. And right now it's the police and it is the, the people of color, especially the black people. And I'm not either one of them. And my problem is that I now realize I've been given an invisible set of keys that I didn't even know I had come to to depend on. That opened doors that I didn't even realize weren't open to everyone else. And that doesn't mean my life hasn't been hard. It means that my life hasn't been hard because of my race. Okay? The only way that we can have one Lord and one faith and one baptism is to honor one another above ourselves. So listen, next week, I'm going to start a series. I'm going to keep preaching through this whole summer. One of my favorite characters, Nehemiah, Um, doesn't really have anything to do with racism. It doesn't have anything to do with a virus. It's about rebuilding, okay? It's about rebuilding, and this is where we are right now. It's going to be about how we rebuild after this time is over and as this time is over, and I mean in your family, as a community, um, this is how it's going to work together, and um, I just want you to understand that as we come together as a church, when we look at Nehemiah, when we look at what's getting ready to happen in, in our culture, it is unprecedented opportunity for us to be the church of Jesus Christ and to rise up and honor one another above ourselves and bring people the hope that they need. This is exactly what Nehemiah did, and, and you're going to want to tune in, okay? If you haven't seen it, I will, uh, I will post uh, on my social a 2016 interview with Francois Clemens, who played the role of Friendly Officer Clemens on Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. For over 25 years, he did. Clemens was the first black actor to have a recurring role on a children's television series. And Pastor Fred Rogers was clearly going out on a limb back in that day to cast Clemens as a police officer. And Clemens knew this and expressed a lot of reservations. He said, I grew up in the ghetto. I did not have a positive opinion of a police officer. And I really had a hard time putting myself in that role. So I was not excited about being Officer Clemens at all. Still, he eventually agreed and obviously took on the role. Over the decades he spent on that show, there's one scene in particular that Clemens remembers with great emotion. It was from an, an episode that aired in 1969. Think about this. In which Rogers had been resting his feet in a plastic pool on a hot day, and he, Clemens said he invited me to come over and rest my feet in the water with him. And, 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 and here's the picture, okay? The icon, Fred Rogers, according to Clemens, was not only showing my brown skin in the tub with his white skin as two friends, But as I was getting out of the tub, he was helping me dry my feet. Clemens said he'll never forget the day Rogers wrapped up the program as he always did by hanging up his little sweater and saying, you make every day special just by being you. And I like you just the way you are. But this time in particular, Rogers was looking at Clemens instead of the camera. And after they walked away and wrapped up, Clemens said, Fred, were you talking to me? Roger said, yeah, I've been talking to you for years, but you heard me today. Clemens said it was like he was telling me I'm okay as a human being, that he liked me just the way I was. And that was one of the most meaningful experiences I've ever had. The Bible says, In the end, after I looked in Revelation, there was before me a great multitude that no one could count, from every nation, tribe, people, language, standing before the throne and before the Lamb. All colors, all colors of COVID, everything. Heaven will be a beautiful kaleidoscope of color, every tribe and tongue and nation and every people. So what if we bring heaven to earth? That's what my tattoo says, you know? heaven to earth, earth to heaven. What, what if we start by telling those who are different than us, you know what, I like you just the way you are. And we look them in the eye and we learn to listen more and be slow to talk and slow to anger and be a little bit more like Jesus. You must have the same attitude of Christ. That though he was God, he did not think of equality with God something to cling to. He didn't cling to his rights. Instead, he gave up his divine privileges. He took the humble position of a slave and was born as a human being. And when he appeared in human form, he humbled himself in obedience to God and died a criminal's death on the cross. That guy is the one we say we follow. Listen, the future of the church won't be easy. But the body of Christ, the local church, is still the hope of the world and the gates of hell will not prevail. And I want you to know today, first and foremost, how proud I am of Parkview. God has had his hand of blessing on this church and our best days are ahead. And when the church is at its best, it changes everything. It won't be easy, but you can be a change maker. You can be an agent of change for good in this world honestly i hope we never return back to normal father be with us as we honor one another above ourselves as as we open up the kiddie pool and let other people put their feet in that maybe look differently than us and maybe believe differently than us that maybe have different opinions than us help us to be quick to listen and slow to speak and slow to become angry help us to honor one another above ourselves and Lord, get rid of this bug. We want to be together again as much as we can. Get our, our life and our civilization back to where it needs to be. We pray these things. But in the meantime, help us to know that you have a calling on our lives right now. It's not about later. It's about now. Be with us in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thanks for being here this week. Really be back with me next week. We're going to start in Nehemiah. It's such a great story. You don't want to miss it.